does Samuel L. Jackson like anime? Yes, I do. Hentai too. <laughs> and here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book boogies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Filthy Casual, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Baby Yogurt. That's a good one. <laughs> and yeah, we're back into the episode, and we're just going to keep trucking along. Uh, and we're going to start this off with a sad one, I guess. Uh, we knew this was coming. Eli, I don't know how much you know about this one, about Ruth, Gator, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, but she passed. So we mm-hmm. just want to say... Is that you, man? That's me. I thought I turned oh, that down. But cool. I'm, Never mind. I'm sharing the link out. Sorry. Technical difficulty, but we're going to keep it going anyway. So, yeah. Just want to say uh, rest in peace to Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. Be honest with you, I don't really know a, a whole lot about her. I feel bad about that. This is a comic book podcast, not a political politics feminism podcast. So, I don't know much about her on, as I should. She was on the Supreme Court. We know that uh, much. I think she yeah. was the second woman to be on the Supreme Court. But yeah, she was like was the first. Day. She was the first woman to do a lot of shit. So they uh, had a movie about it, didn't they? Yeah, the documentary. I heard it was. Yeah. Um, what was that movie? The the basis of sex, the gender of sex, or something? Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, what's her face? Um, uh, the chick from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one. I, I completely name. didn't know what that movie was, but I saw yeah. Gender Sex, the hot chick from Star Wars. I'm like, oh, let no, me there was a this. documentary too. They made a do- just called RGB or RBG, RBG, RGB. Yeah, that's what the name is. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about her. All I know is that Trump hates her ass. So she can't be all that bad. Well, and and well, what's really bad is now there's a Supreme Court seat open. And, and that's the thing. Like yeah. we're not trying to get too much into politics, but from what I do know is that they've been waiting for her to check out for a while. Like the the right, they've been waiting for her yeah. to check out for a while so they can fill that seat. So they're kind of happy about what, this. And what baby, what babies, vampire blood are the fucking right drinking? How how come they're never dying? Like right, they just live forever. Just yeah, like what the fuck, man? On the suffering of others. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that's what's going on right now. So, yeah, just rest in peace to RGB. Don't know a whole lot about her, but they got documentary stuff like that. She she was a big deal. She's a big deal. So, yeah, that's the thing. A, lot of, this- lot of, a lot of women's rights for, you know, she fought for a lot of women's and, rights. And obviously, it was some things that she wanted to make sure, like, I think, like, she's been sick for a while. Like, she got out of bed to sign something. I don't know what it was. She signed something to make sure it got passed. So, she was a lot of things that were getting done even like the last couple of years because of her. So yeah. we know that much yeah. about her. Like I said, don't know a whole lot about her, but seemed like a cool person. So rest in peace. <laughs> uh, wish we get more about it with that one. But Eli, let's just jump into this bad boy. Uh, you saw a movie. Yeah. I how saw do we, how, yeah let, let's I do saw let's, a let's few you saw a few movies. So we're going to do, we're back to doing movie reviews. You want to talk about my, you want to talk about my movie first? <laughs> I want to talk about your movie first. I want to knock this out because I'm sort of kind of halfway curious, but not curious. 
but oh. <laughs> I just want to see if you can sell me on it. That's the thing. Oh, no, <laughs> because, I'm not going to sell you. You're not going to want to watch this. Okay, because my movie, <laughs> I need to collect my thoughts on what I experienced. So, but let me just jump into it. But the movie you saw is Annabellum. Oh, uh, yeah. and yeah, starring Janelle Monet. Let's go ahead and get that I don't up. know. I don't know who the hell she is. Sorry. Um, you don't know Janelle Monet? I, I, I do now because damn. <laughs> you, you look this is yeah, yeah, I, oh, like I, yeah, you I, just google perfect woman that's her right there you know I, yeah. when they was going out selling bath water like i'll I buy her shit i'm sorry <laughs> uh yeah but like janelle monet yes she is I she is talented never heard of her don't know what she did she's I, well, been on my radar for a while so, yeah, yeah i i I'm, like i said i'm way too metal to know about that but now i just saw her in a movie and i just gotta say damn <laughs> right we like i said we, we were taking for for a while but yeah uh but yeah sell me on the movie other than janelle monet like, janelle monet mostly would be like sign me up but sell me on this one what, what well I... this is like a thriller psychological thriller horror movie about slavery um I don't think you need mm-hmm. to sell slavery on uh, or sell. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of already checking out right now, but let yeah. me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if you can reel me back in. You know, um, but it's not. See, I, I and I'm I, obviously the movie. <laughs> the movie did something where it's making me think. I don't know if I liked it, but I think it did what it was supposed to. It pissed me off, mm-hmm. but that there, but then there was a payoff at the end there was like a you know a, a cathartic release at the end where i was like fuck yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but i'm like is that enough that's what i'm questioning it's like if the if all this was was just exploitation right then it's kind of it kind of leaves me with an empty feeling you know what i mean because basically it's always like okay racism's bad mm-hmm. but then the racists get their asses beat so that's cool right I mean, that's, that's good, but I mean, the thing is, like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but if you get your ass beat for 90 minutes and you whoop a slave master's ass for five minutes, I don't know if that makes you feel good, even if you may whoop his ass, but it, it, that's not enough yeah. for me. But then, but it, it there's a psychological, like, thing that happens, and I don't want to give away the spoilers because, give the, give the, you know, finding out what's really going on is part of this movie's journey i think that's what works for the movie the only thing Mm -hmm. the movie has going for it is not knowing what's really going on um but when you do find out it is kind of oh okay i get it and then and in in that sense it's kind of like like get out or us in a way Mm -hmm. you know we're like oh okay and then and but then at the end you're like okay that's kind of it is that it you know and i'm that's what i'm saying it kind of leaves you with this empty feeling like okay you pissed me off for half the movie and now but you did give me like a payoff but then that's kind of it and i'm saying and i guess what i'm tr- my my issue with the movie is using like racism and slavery for exploitative purposes right and, and that's and like, and honestly you know, looking at the trailer that's what i was worried about and like you know don't you say okay you could say like okay django mm-hmm. django unchained did the same thing but at least that was like a story there was a hero there was a hero's journey you rooted for the guy he was saving his wife you know there was like a purpose uh you know purpose to the plot and the uh-huh. setting you know even this, Django for me was a little bit borderline because I did feel like they got their ass with a little bit too much and it waited way too late for Django to like really exactly I know he went all out when he finally got there but for me I felt like it took too long for him to finally get there 
you know. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, but this is just like this. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's what, you know, the people I were watching it with, they were like, they were very disturbed by what they were seeing, you know. Right. Um, and well, rightfully so. Yes, slavery is bad. Racism sucks. We know that people of color don't need to be, need to be reminded. But how, for some reason, Hollywood <laughs> loves to remind us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that, and this is my issue with like, you know, you know, I'm Native American. Most Native American movies are just about that. It's native suffering. They're, mm-hmm. It's all about our tragic history, all the shitty things that's been done to us. And basically how much it sucks to be native. And right. I, you know, especially me being a, a, a nerd comic book fan, I want to, I, I, I go to movies to have fun. And right. Escapism. It, something, you yeah. know, nothing's wrong with that. People and make it seem most, like a bad thing, but it's not. You know? Yeah. Most native movies are not fun to watch. Right. And I can see that like people watching this one are like, well, where, where's, this isn't fun. This is uncomfortable. Why am I watching this? Right. And, and I guess that's the issue. Like, okay, well, yeah, racism sucks and people are racist should get their asses whooped in the end. So, and then that's about it. That's about all, that's the only point. So simply put, this is basically an exploitation movie, kind of, you know, and that might be, it sounded like everything that I thought this movie was going to be, you telling me it's, I was basically right. That might not sit well with some people. And I, and I think it's not, I think it's not. Um, but I, I, I guess, and that's the thing I'm, I'm wondering, I, I don't know if I liked it, you know, I, you know, I, I like the fact that they got their asses that they, you know, the racists got, you know, got their comeuppance in the end. I like that, right. <laughs> you know, but I could watch it, you know, I could, you know, go on Facebook and see a Nazi get punched, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just punch a Nazi, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. So yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I, I, the, I know you. You know, you're saying you you mixed about how you feel. I mean, whether you like the movie yeah, or not, yeah. but do you think the movie stuck with you, or like did you or like it's it one of those movies you just okay? I, so that that's something. It had that's an something. effect on me. Yeah, yeah, it had an effect on me. It's making me think it is a horror movie. It is being sold as a horror psychological thriller. Horror movies are supposed to invoke fear and uncomfort. On that note, it worked. So I say it works. It works on that level. It does what it's supposed to do. It's just, did I enjoy that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I, that's what I'm questioning. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to just give her a rebuttal. Like I said, I haven't seen this movie at all. I'm going to just give my take on why I haven't seen this movie. Honestly, I'm just sick of slave movies. I'm just sick of them. It's all. Yeah. Now, the thing is now, should they stop making them? I don't think they should stop making them. I mean, you know, they got that old story that if you those who uh, choose to forget history are condemned to repeat it. So they can make them, but they don't have to watch them. I don't have to watch all this stuff all the time. So if you make a slave movie here, make a slave movie there. Twelve years well, I slave. Guess, yeah. I guess, you know, I will condemn. I guess this was a a, a black made movie. Um, there are moments. There's there are some very enjoyable moments um, in this part in this movie. Um, and I guess that's it. All comes down to the the perspective you're writing it from, you know. Uh, yeah, because you know, like I said, a lot of native movies are about native tragedy, and I I I I I, I don't have a good time watching them. And, right. 
Like you want to see us be more empowered. You want to see black yeah. superhero movies. You want to see made of superhero movies. You know things like that. Yeah, yeah, like exactly like that. Like, that that's why I was hoping New Mutants was going to be something more than it was. Like because that all native movies are about suffering and how how tragic our past is. And here comes New Mutants. So like, okay, here's a native superhero, but she don't do shit either. But get right. called a bunch of racial slurs by some racist white <laughs> chick. You know, right? And she didn't do anything about it till after <laughs> she, the fact, and, you know. and it barely does anything about it. Right? You know, so I I get that. I get the I get the you know the 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 desire to see more than just being reminded of how hard it is to be a person of color. Right. I mean, we we know that we don't need and to I, pay money to see that to, yeah, to be reminded we, of that, and we don't need pity. We don't want, you know, we're not we're not trying to get everybody guilty and feel bad for us or any of that shit. No, we just want to have a good time, see some cool stories with our people in it. <laughs> right. You know. That's the thing. That's what um, you want to see. Now, since you This is more like a like a twilight zone uh It's kind of like a twilight zone. I I guess I'll, I'll, that's about more. It's like a Twilight, a long drawn out Twilight Zone episode. Now let me ask you because I don't know how much you know behind the scenes of. Did Jordan Peele have anything to do with this movie? Didn't he like help produce it or something? Or was it know. like the? It said the producers of Us and Get Out. But but that's Bloomhouse. That's not even him. Okay, I don't know. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Sure. It, it sounds like they're trying to make you think he has something to do with this movie, but he probably didn't. Or maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not sure. So um, I don't know whether he was or not. The movie wants you to think he did. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, eh, she fine as hell. She will be in more she, movies. She yeah. is fine as hell. Um, I know people are having a little. I heard people kind of like, what the hell is really happening? It's not that much of a like a a mystery. I, I it's you know, once you find out what it is, it's pretty straightforward. Eli, we're I too think. used to Marvel movies. You got to spoon yeah. feed us this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm like, oh, okay, I get what's going on, and it does seem pretty plausible. Like, okay, yeah. if you I don't name see... the plot three times, we don't catch it. <laughs> I can see that happen. I can actually see this happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah. I if you're into horror flicks, this could be a, you know, worth a worth a look. You know. That's about so, all I could say. I know you're not into horror flicks. I don't think you would enjoy it. That's all you know. That's the thing. What I'm I not, what I know about you, I don't. You know, you won't even watch Candyman, so you ain't gonna watch this shit. <laughs> I will eventually get around to watching it someday. <laughs> oh man! All right, so slap right on it. What you got? Um, my first initial reaction, I was like, "Oh, that was kind of cool," because I was like pissed off, and then like, yeah. And I was had a rush, and I, I, you know, but then after thinking about it, it's it's not as good as I initially thought. So I'll give it a three out of five. Three out of five, okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on. Now, like I said, we like to go to the movie to see escapism, and there is more, no more escapism than this movie that I saw because I watched the movie also, and the movie I saw was Tenet. Ooh, the uh, big tentpole movie of the, the big temple movie. This is supposed to movie. Oh, not that. It's supposed to. It's <laughs> supposed to save us. <laughs> this movie that's supposed to save us all together. Ten is supposed to save Hollywood. Uh, it did not. This movie is probably. I'm pretty sure it's Christopher Nolan's uh worst performing box office movie. Not not any fault of his own, but it's just it's just the way it is right now. Any box office movie is going to suffer hey, right now. COVID the motherfucker. COVID the motherfucker. You, you can't beat it. Uh, so what do I think about this movie? I'm trying to think, what do I think about this movie? I don't know what to think about this movie, Eli. Here's the thing. 
I have no idea what the fuck was going on in this movie. So it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's no, it's it's worse than like Christopher Nolan times ten. Like some Christopher Nolan <laughs> you can kind of follow. I have no, I, I don't even know what the fuck a tenant is. I thought it's it not, was like I thought it was ten and then ten backwards. No, I mean that that is a point too. It is a palindrome where it's spelled tenant backwards. It was played into like, it like Bob and Bob. <laughs> right. So it's all that. But as far as like why is it called tenant? What does tenant have to do? What was he trying to do? I don't know. But Here's the funny thing about this movie. Eli, I was engaged almost 100% the entire time, even though I had no clue what the fuck was happening. I was still engaged what was going on. I was like, oh, because you know the main base of what's going on. Good guy, bad guy, sidekick, evil dude, damsel in distress, plot to save the world. Okay, I get that. Here's the thing, what Christopher Nolan did and what I think he was trying to do. Because the thing is, the action scenes on this, the action scenes are amazing. This is a straight-up action. We always shit on Christopher Nolan for his action scenes. Watch this movie, like You're not going to shit on his action scenes for this one. He he went balls to the wall with this one. This is like the most actioniest movie he's done so far. And this is the guy that made Batman. So okay. he goes all out with this. Uh, it almost felt like he made a movie like, I'm going to just revolve the movie around the action scenes and just make a plot around that. Because it just feel like they just talk and talk and talk and just get to the next cool ass action scene, uh, and that's what it felt like, you know. Um, what else can I say about this movie? Here's one reason why it's confusing: it's a time travel movie. Spoilers. So that's one reason why it's fucking confusing. But it's a Christopher Nolan time travel movie, so oh, the so rules don't apply so like any other time time travel. Not Back to the Future or Back to the Future or, was bullshit or, or Endgame. Endgame was bullshit. They Terminator. Got their, Terminator was bullshit. They got their own time, time travel rules. They go either way to say every time travel movie you saw was bullshit. <laughs> this is how it works. So I was confused the fuck whole fucking time. But when the action was going on, even because the action scenes, like they telling you what's going to happen in the action scenes, but even when you you're like what. the what two dudes here's a, <laughs> and another thing why you can't understand what's going on with this movie the sound mixing is not going to win any awards whatsoever the sound mixing sucked in this movie and i thought maybe it was a theater i went to but it's not because i went i went one line and so i was going on everybody said the sound mixing was off in this movie because christopher nolan even said he doesn't give a shit about the sound mixing because when he films a movie, he films a movie on set, on location. He don't do green screen. He don't do CGI. It's right there. And whatever dialogue he catches, that's what he catches. He do not have people come in ADR or voice over this stuff to make it clear. If you don't catch it, that's it. One time, John David Washington just like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck was happening in that movie, babe, but that's just what was going on. But at the end of the day, and I think the point, and here's the thing, like, because the thing is the movie I think is deep. I think it has something it's trying to say. Because once I got out of the movie theater, <laughs> there are all kind of think pieces, all kind of, you know, 45 minute hour long YouTube essays explaining, breaking down the ending, breaking down the plot, breaking down Easter egg, stuff like that. I think everybody's kind of missing the point. I think what Christopher Nolan was really trying to do was make a movie that was nonsensical and just make a flat out action movie to basically show you that all that matters is the feeling you get from the movie. Because you're getting all this badass action, you're getting all this awesome feeling, you're getting this, you know, great, and that's why he wanted you to go to the movies to see this in the theater, because this is a movie that has to be seen in the theaters to watch. But he wanted you to see this in the theaters to get that feeling about what's going on. It doesn't matter. Twice in the movie, even the, the characters in the movie tell you, stop worrying about the plot, stop worrying about the details, just get the shit done. You know, so... 
the plot doesn't matter until you get to the last act when shit goes fucking nuts and i don't know what the fuck was happening people were running around in reverse other guys were going this way dudes were blowing up a building dudes were unblown oh, up a building. oh in the movie in the movie i thought you meant in the theater oh, like, like fuck this i'm out like, I'm out of <laughs> like no so all this weird shit was going on but since they didn't explain the shit or they did explain it and i didn't understand it it's just like fuck it you know so uh more, more shit i want to talk about this movie Far as the acting, John David Washington. Okay, Eli, here's why I did like this movie. Why I might get an extra point? You know how everybody always talking about uh, Idris Elba needs to be the Black James Bond. We need a new James Bond movie. Uh, he needs to be the new 007. Everybody's like shut and shooting that shit down. Stop trying to take away our characters. Make your own characters. Honestly, I felt like Christopher Nolan heard the criticism and was like, "Hold my beer," <laughs> because at the end of the day, this is a Black James Bond movie. He made a black spy movie. I will I will give Christopher Nolan that that well ever since like the Batman movies, he's trying to do like his own thing and not do a remake or a sequel or this, you know, this, this movie is original. This is not a uh if it is, it's a movie I've never seen before. But this is a this is one of the most original plots or movies I've ever seen before. But yes, it's, it has a lot of James Bond tropes in it. But of course, Jane, uh, Don J, John David Washington, for those that don't know who he is, he's Denzel Washington's son. Uh, I'm sorry, he doesn't have the sex appeal of Denzel Washington, which they actually make fun of it in the movie. <laughs> they were like, you have to go meet this woman to do this. Uh, you must have overestimated my, my sex appeal. And Michael Caine, who's in every Chris Nolan movie, was like, oh no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so, but at the same time, he's still charismatic. He has a screen presence. He sounds like Denzel. He sounds and walk like he don't look anything like Denzel, but he sounds and walk like Denzel. So when you see him and he's talking off screen, it'll it'll throw you out the movie. You're like, is Denzel this movie? What the fuck? Okay, so so he does a great job of playing a black James Bond, doing that. But he's his own character. Uh, and everybody wants to know about Robert Pattinson. How did he do in this movie? Oh, that's right, he's in this. Huh? He in this movie also, but he's not in it a whole lot. But when he is in the movie, Eli, honestly, he's a scene stealer. Like people wonder about whether or not he can play Batman. After watching this movie, he can play Batman in his sleep. Like, easily, not an issue. Honestly, he might need to audition for James Bond. Because <laughs> the way he was, like, the way everybody was wearing these suits, new action, stuff like that, it's basically, like I said, Chris Nolan was making a James Bond movie that had, that was like, really, really leaned into the time travel uh, motifs of it. So that's, at the end of the day, what he was doing. Uh, and honestly, if you watch a James Bond movie ahead of time, you won't know what the fuck going on in those movies either. So... <laughs> You just know cool shit's happening. So that's all I got to say about this movie. It was an awesome feeling for two-thirds of the movie to the third act where it was just sensory overload. Um, And I don't know what the hell was going on with that one. If you're going to see it, go see it in theaters. But don't risk your life to go see it in theaters. Wait till nobody's there. Then go see it. Because if you're watching it, to, watch it at home, you're not going to get the same feeling. I guarantee you. Especially if you've got like a shitty TV, shitty surround sound system, you're not going to get that feeling. Because the plot didn't make any fucking sense. So overall, I'm going to give the movie a 3.5 out of 5 if you see it in theaters. 3 out of 5, maybe even 2.5 out of 5 if you see it at home. But you, <laughs> your shit sucks. So, uh, yeah, Black James Bond. They need to make another one. I want a Tenet 2. If they want to make a Tenet 2, I'd watch it. But Christopher Nolan don't do sequels, so fuck it. Uh, now, you ready to jump into the other shit? Yeah, what are we doing? All right, so now what we're going to do is, did I do it? Did I do it? I did do it. 
we're gonna do Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay. And I'm tired of, and people are just now finding out about this. I don't know what the fuck is going on, Eli. People are just now starting to find out about this show, even though we've been talking about it from the beginning. And I still keep people typing Lovecraft County. It is not Lovecraft <laughs> County. It is Lovecraft Country. God damn it. Um. Uh, so yeah, the episode we're looking at is uh meet the D meet me in the D D U Daigo is that Daigo Daigo. Okay. Anyway, fuck it. Uh, anyway, this episode is pretty much a hundred. Oh, wrong chick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where'd I put? Uh, shit. Fuck it. Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung is the main protagonist of this episode. It's pretty much about her. Uh, and for those that don't know that haven't been paying attention to the episode, this is not her first appearance in the show. She was in the first episode. She was the red alien chick flying down. I looked and I was like, is that Jamie Chung? What the fuck? So I knew if they hired Jamie Chung in the first episode, I knew she was going to show up and do, you know, something else. You know, I don't want going to be just that one time. So she she's back again, Eli. And like I said, this is uh, Jamie Chung. She she's she's come a long way from uh, Sucker Punch. <laughs> oh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, because people forget she was in that one. So, yeah, she's in there. So this is a whole episode to herself. Oh, uh, and Eli, a lot of people are saying this is the worst episode they've seen so far. I've been checking Twitter, checking the feed so far. They were like, oh, they, they finally missed. They, they missed the episode. And here's my thing. This was my favorite episode. I was about to say, what the fuck are they watching? <laughs> but that's the thing. I think they have different expectations of what they expect because they were expecting like uh, the other people in the episode. Like nobody was there except Tick. That was there. And even T- Tick was there. He was pretty much like, a, you know, an auxiliary character. He wasn't the main character. Like it was about her. And I think they didn't want to, I think because they weren't made more paying attention or she kind of knowing the whole story stories about her, they couldn't connect or relate to her or whatever like that. But honestly, like I said, I was looking for Jamie Chung to be in one of these episodes. She finally showed up uh, and she killed it. Yeah. Like I said. I, and I think this was like those bottle episodes where we're, it's just going to, this, you know, now this continuing forward, the show is going to go back to our, main characters but this was just about a glimpse into tick's past mm-hmm. and and focus and just given a sense of who she was and why she's so significant why he was dreaming about her earlier on in the show right um but yeah i thought this up I, like i literally just got done watching it right before we recorded mm-hmm. and i thought it was dope I, this is this is one of my favorite episodes i thought right. it was, the storyline was it was such a it, it is very well written, very mm-hmm. well self-contained, and told a, a complete story in one episode. And it was very touching. It was a love story, even though there was all this fucked up shit happening. Right. And and you got a sense of who she was and him. You got, right. You, because you got, because you, it made you look at Tick actually in a different light. Yeah. Because he's always been a hero and a protagonist. Now that he's not the protagonist. You can look at him, oh, like I said, all this fucked up shit he's been doing. Now you can see the fucked up shit he's been doing. Yeah. And how it affects other people, like it affects her. Yeah. You know? And how, yeah. like, it, it, it makes, like, that one early, like, a couple episodes ago when, uh, what's her face? The chick, uh, Black Canary chick, what's her name? Um, when she sees him, like, freaking out and he gets all, ang- she's afraid of his anger. Right. You know, she, that, that side of him scares her. Right. You see where it's coming from in this episode. It you know it traces back to the whole series. 
because he had to do stuff in the war, you know, and that's yeah. why they kept asking him in this show, like, do you have PTSD? Do you have sh- shell shock? You know, yeah. maybe he does, but he he's in denial that he doesn't, you know. And he and he's aware of it, and he even like you know tells her like, hey, there's stuff I've done, I don't, I, I I'm not proud of, and I I don't, I don't like it when I get this way, and blah 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 blah, and I don't want to hurt you, and you know he's explained that, and it it, it just it felt like uh, it felt more real and more like uh, like it mattered more in this episode because you see where it all came from, and plus just the gray areas like. Everybody has the capacity. It just that, that theological, you know, mm-hmm. um, idea or theme of everybody has the capacity to be a monster or whatever. Like right, and, and also know, nature the versus nurture is within. Yeah, darkness right. within us. You know, right because of what's going on. Because like I said, she has a monster within her, made from yeah. her mother, and also Tick feels like he's a monster made by his father. So yeah. are our parents making us monsters? Yeah, and the war and, and our surroundings and just, you know, the environment that we live in and the, the political climate, the war that happens, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that feeds into our darkness and the things, the evil things that men do or, or people, humans are capable of. Right. And then, um, and especially that scene where, where, you know, she wants to kill Tick because he killed her friend. Exactly. And then she starts having feelings for him. And then when that whole scene between him and then the 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 Asian guy, the Asian American. Right, the Asian American guy, right, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, holy crap, why are you why are you here if you're fighting for a country that doesn't love or doesn't support you? He's like, I was drafted. Like I had no choice, you know. <laughs> and he's and, telling and, but her, that's the same thing that the Nazis were saying. I was just following order. Oh, yeah. I, I know you're talking about you're talking about we're talking about two different things. You're yeah. talking about yeah the age well, guy. And, I was drafted. That, I don't want to be here. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's ticks. Uh, that's ticks excuse too. I was just following orders, but they, you know, the Asian guy was like, I was, I had no choice. I had to come here. Yeah, they, they, they hate me. They're racist to me over here, over in my country. I come over here, they hate me too because I'm from that country. Right. And, so they look know, at him like an outsider. Either way you yeah. go, so he, yeah. no matter where he go, he's an outsider. Oh, let, let's take a call. Uh oh, who do we got? Uh oh, Fat T in the house. I mean, I got to leave now. And watch the show before y'all ruin the rest of it for me. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna fuck this show up for yeah, you. Yeah, man, you good. better not. You better not. Yeah, you better go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fuck this show up for you. We got some more stuff we gotta say. Uh, hold up. No sequinos son pedo de regular de pinas. Uh, I do not have. Uh, boy, what is boy? We regular de pinas. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Fuck. I know this, but I don't know this. I know I do not have, but. Fuck. If anybody's Spanish, let me know what they do. Well, sh- shout out to Zoila, whoever that is. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I, I, we, I, yeah, I, sorry. You follow us on Twitch. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, here's another thing. Honestly, Eli, I, I'm, I'm about to do because actually the show tapped into what I like. And I know we don't talk about this on the show. What? Hentai? Let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I said, the show was about, like I said, Jamie Chung became a nine-tailed demon fox. Now, Eli, do you know anywhere else in pop culture that has that same uh nine-tailed demon fox shows up? I don't know, but it looked like a Pokemon thing. Here's a hint. Well, for everybody else that know, Twitter <laughs> blew up when this shit happened. They're okay. like, wait, she turns into a nine-tailed demon fox that's a host that she has? It's Naruto. 
Oh, or Naruto. Yes, oh, that's okay. that's what that's exactly what that is about. He is a ninja that has a nine-tailed demon fox inside him, but since he learned how to control it, it gave some superpowers. Okay. So that's that's the whole thing about it. So believe I watched it. this. Believe that the bio, believe it, motherfucker. All that shit he's saying, <laughs> all that shit. So we were like, damn, Tick lost his virginity to some weird ass Naruto hentai fan fiction. Okay, go with it. You know. So, but that's when I started. Like, soon as they started doing it, the nine tails. I went to Google and I was just like, okay, translates for me in Japanese. What the fuck are they talking about? Or, or Korean? What the fuck are they talking about? And I looked at, I was like, the nine tail demon fox. So this is why I started realizing that okay, the same lore and this because this is basically Eastern Eastern uh, mythology, you know, just like Western culture has Eastern mythology. Eastern mythology have their own culture. They call it the Kamiho in Korea, where she's from, but in Japan they call it the Kibio. But it's the same thing. Nine tail demon fox that uh, that host, and it usually it's usually a beautiful girl that uses it because basically okay, in the Eastern culture that's that, but in the Western culture, what is that? That is a succubus. Or is that Eastern culture also? I don't know where it's from. Anyway, she's a succubus. succubus yeah, it's a demon yeah. that, yeah. Demon that, you know, eats men, swallows yeah. them holes like that. At first I thought she was turned to a spider or some shit, you know, like the spider. Yeah, that, I looked, that's, that's what, what it I looked thought. like. Yeah, like yeah. she was like a tarantula or something. And, and I think they wanted you to think that at first until they broke it down, like, no, she's a nine-tailed fox. And I guarantee, Eli, I, the showrunners knew. The showrunners knew that they did this shit you're going to get some anime fuckers that were going to like, I know what that is. You remember uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so I was that asshole that did it. Even though I know see, we weren't going to talk about anime or hentai on this show, we did anyway. <laughs> I, I'll just go on the record and say that scene, that, that scene was, again, fucking brutal. <laughs> Here's the fucked up part about it, Eli. It fucked me up. Because I'm like, okay, it's Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung's <laughs> in the news scene. I'm like, yes, high five. We finally got it. We got it, got it. Like, no, no, don't go there. Don't do that. <laughs> it fucked me up, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, but when, when, when the dude exploded, I was like, oh. I was like, no. I don't know how to feel right now, man. It's like the weirdest bone ever. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was like, yeah, this, this, movie, is, this movie is pushing it. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and that's the thing I like about this episode because I felt like it switched up the formula. I yeah. felt like too much, like you know how we were talking about Annabellum, like it was just let's just like cash in on black trauma. Yeah, yeah. And and I felt like Lovecraft Country, it was cool it, at first, but yeah. by the fifth show or the sixth show, I'm like, okay, I've read a bunch of X Men comics, I get it, racism, yeah. uh, science fiction, it's all one thing. You're trying yeah. to do this thinly veiled thing. That wears thin for me after a while. You can't carry a show just like yeah, that. It, it does. I feel, yeah, I agree. I feel like the show does get a little preachy at some time. Yeah, it was leaning into it a little bit too much. Right, you know? It's very, like, in your face is with, with you know, I get it. Yes, we get, like I said, we we know racism's bad. We know, you know, <laughs> like the, using the James Baldwin and the Whitey's on the moon and all that stuff. We get it. Yeah, I, I, we, we understand. You don't have to spoon feed us it. Right. You know? Just give us a, give us a cool horror movie score. It would work the same right. way. Dip into <laughs> other mythologies. Like I said, this is the Lovecraft story, so we want you other mo monster movies. Because going to halfway across the world with another monster story, it actually fleshes out the lore of the entire you know Lovecraft country universe. And it just shows that you know how universal these themes are. Like these, right? Like these I said, we just talked about the Kabio, Kamiho, and the Succubus, like yeah. a different thing, but they all talk about the same things, you know. 
Yeah, I mean this these are these are universal themes that you know transcend all cultures and races and we can all relate to. And in the end, this was a very well made, very touching love story. I was like, sure. wow, this is a really well written. I thought that scene where she was like, that was just some real shit. They were both telling the truth. She's like, I was gonna kill you. I'm a monster right. and I was gonna kill you. Right. Because you killed you my because you killed my friend. And then and he's like, Well, I was you know <laughs> i was like, why are you telling me this? and you know that was such a real honest conversation that they had with each other without revealing the truth you know what i mean right that, that just, we don't have to be monsters that's basically what they were yeah, trying to say yeah like they she admitted that she's a monster without revealing that how much of a monster she was. right like no no she's really a monster <laughs> yeah i'm really a monster and yes i was really gonna kill you you know, I just she didn't tell I was going to suck out your soul and all that. Shit. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I thought that was great. And just like, oh, yeah, that one when she when he, the, the scene where he loses her virginity and right. um, she's like, I don't want to hurt you. I was like, ha. Because <laughs> <laughs> she could kill you anytime. You know? Oh man, I can you know, enjoy it because I thought I, she was gonna monster out and shit. And that's what I was thinking. That scene, the the scene where he loses, where Tick loses his virginity, was very intense. I'm like, I was like, damn, Eli, I can't even enjoy a Jamie Chung news scene because I'm thinking she's gonna freak the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh shit, is she gonna like fucking morph out and start growing tentacles and shit? And I was like, oh, like, this, oh. This, this and it was like cruel, so man. intense, yeah. And but then he was like, you know, the three pump chump, and he was done. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoo. <laughs> oh, this never happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so yeah, like I said, and honestly, Eli, I think because they have been leaning into like every has been heavily, you know, behind the racism themes, behind science and stuff like that. I think since they did kind of, and they didn't, they didn't go away from it, they just dialed it back on this episode. Yeah. But it was it, still it, there. It was still there. It was just racism and bigotry in another country. Right. You know? But I think because it wasn't people were used to when it was such a departure, I think that's why people are saying this was the worst show. Yeah. And because now, they, you know. Yeah. And then seeing Tick not be so heroic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's been our hero the whole time. Yeah, but right. I, I understand what this show is trying to do now. Now that we've gotten to the what is the sixth episode, I understand what the show is trying to do. The show is an anthology show. Like mm -hmm. what they really doing, because so far every show that we've gotten, like past the fourth episode, they're focusing on one person. That person is protagonist. Like last episode was Ruby. Next episode is gonna be Hippolyta, which she's yeah. gonna be Amazon. So remember I said about that Wonder yeah, Woman connection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lean into it. Us uh, like the yeah. daughter's Diana. Anyway. Spoiler for next episode. Uh, but what they're doing, like I said, it's an anthology show where everybody, there is a thread connecting everybody, but really they're all separate episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think I think people haven't caught on to that yet. They're thinking the show is this, but it's really that. Yeah. And I think that's what's throwing people off right now. They don't know how to take the show, but I, but after this show, I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, because yeah. because each episode is like... So different. Like, remember the first episode? Oh, this is going to be about the whole season is going to be about them trying to find their dad. Oh, they, right. find, they find their dad in the second episode, and <laughs> right. they kill the uncle. Oh, it's gonna be about, yeah, it. and they're going to be you know these racist cops that turn into monsters. About like, oh, that's going to be what the whole show's about. No, by the second episode, it was this other weird witchcraft thing, and then the third episode where it was a haunted house episode, and you right. know. um and then, then the next episode was like the Indiana Go, Goonies, Jones episode. Yeah, Goonies, Goonies, Indiana shit. Jones. So every 
And, episode and after the, that was a werewolf episode. Basically. Yeah, and this one's the anime. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> anime hentai. Hentai. So, you know, so they're they're attacking. Give like the fans every, what they want. <laughs> they're attacking every genre in in this yeah. show. You know. So now now I get it. I understand. I, I I was still worried about where it was going, but now I get what the show was trying to do, and I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. So all right, moving past that, what do we got next? Let's get into since we're on Lovecraft Country. Let's stay with uh, Jonathan Majors, who is the protagonist oh. of Lovecraft Country. Let's just jump into this because this is weird. And I'm just going to see where is that. It is kind of weird that they're choosing, yeah. Yeah. That movie. This is the movie that they're going to bring him out in. Boom. Okay. I, I, I talked up some long shit. Anyway, he's going to be in Ant-Man 3. We know he's canceled Ant-Man 3. And they're saying that he's going to be in Ant-Man 3 as Kang the Conqueror. And I'm like, the fuck Kane the Conqueror? And most people don't know what who Kane the Conqueror is, what kind of Kane the Conqueror is, why Kane the Conqueror is, when Kane the Conqueror is. But the thing <laughs> is, Kane the Conqueror is basically like a multiverse, dimension, time hopping Avengers threat. Like he's a big deal. Like if they wanted to, he could be like the next Thanos. Like after they plan on Thanos, he could be the next big bad for the whole universe. But nah, he's gonna stick him in a in an Ant Man movie. Yeah, Eli, which is your favorite franchise. That's you know? what I'm saying. Why are they bring in <laughs> Kang into an Ant Man movie? Right. They really, like Falcon, they, they really want me to see Ant Man movies, don't they? Right. Like Falcon versus Thanos. Like, what the fuck, man? It's just like, okay. Because the thing is, if Ant Man is Ant Man, how the fuck are you going to fight Kang? Kang is OP. First off, <laughs> the last movie, Ant Man barely beat Egghead's daughter. And the movie before that, he barely beat Falcon. Now he's gonna fight Kane the Conqueror. This dude can hop around dimensions. First off, Kane the Conqueror is, but Kane the Conqueror just opens up so much yeah. uh, potential to what the MCU could do. So hopefully he's not a one and done villain. They do a one and done villain with Kane, they just completely fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. Because there's so much shit you can do with him. He like I said, he time travels, he invented the pyramids, because like I said, black people can't do it because yeah, it's too he's advanced. A, he's a fair. Yeah, <laughs> he was a pharaoh back then. They've even retconned it where he raised Apocalypse or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I haven't read any of the newer stories. Like last time, well, wait, when did I see him last? Wasn't he in that one, uh, the Diodato book with Thanos and Infinity, yeah, like, Infinity Wars? Was wait, it? Wait, Infinity Wars. Was he in that? Wasn't he? Wasn't didn't he pop up in that? I don't remember him popping up, but he might have been. I don't know. Last one I remember, he was in, I think, like the book before that. Remember the one the Woke Avengers was around? He popped up in that one. All, all new, all woke. All new, all, all different. All different, yeah. All woke. Yeah. <laughs> Same shit. Same all... shit, yeah. <laughs> and so he popped up in there and he was causing all kind of crazy shit like that. Like he's gone back in time and he controlled Iron Man to kill one of the Avengers. Uh, one writer even had, remember when Hank Pam, Ant Man used to beat his wife? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Kane, it was me all along. I controlled you this shit. They they threw this shit out. They were like, fuck it. <laughs> and it's like, because you really can't kill the guy because if you kill him, another Kane will hop into the timeline to take his place anyway. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I just but, remember as a kid, I think it was a Fantastic Four book I read as a kid where he went back to the dinosaur times. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. This is why it took so long for Kane to show up because he was actually a Fox property. Oh, because yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he debuted in Fantastic Four, so they couldn't use him until now. So now that yeah. they use him, now they got the whole Fantastic Four, blah blah blah. You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, so. I, I always thought he was cool. I had his figure. He was one of the first uh, 
first uh uh action for the secret wars remember those old secret wars uh figures back in the day yeah back in the 80s and stuff yeah, yeah they made a comic just to crank out toys yeah i think the he, toy company owned them back then he was one of the first ones like oh i remember this guy i remember he was one of the first figures i bought and shit. I, I do know one thing they need to change their costume the go-go boots gotta go <laughs> everybody's go-go oh hey what's up cam? What's up, cam what's going on <laughs> yeah from blurred up shout out to blurred up yeah uh let's see what else we got all right so let's move on past it we got some more news coming up and we're going to stick with marvel and because not only do we have a new king the conqueror we also have a new she hulk and you know oh, what yeah. i don't have that poster but you know what fuck it we just gonna roll right into that bad boy all right so let's go crank this bad boy up so yes what's her name tatiana blah 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 something Slaney. i don't know Slaney, yeah yeah, so she's gonna be the new She-Hulk. People are freaking the fuck out. Are uh, they? they really are freaking out because they're like, "Why is she not eight feet tall? Why didn't I get this Amazon bodybuilder that's online?" I'm like, "Dude, they're not gonna. They can just CGI this shit, man. They're not gonna. Well, they don't have to get Rigno. Yeah, like 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 Mark Mark Ruffalo was like, <laughs> right? Like Mark Ruffalo was eight feet tall. You know, muscles on muscles and shit. No, they're just gonna CGI this shit. They don't yeah. need that." Oh, and then you got the other, oh, the comic gators are coming out the gate. Oh, they got a woke She-Hulk now. I mean, no, they got a woke Hulk version now. They got an SJW feminist version. Like, they had this shit since the 80s, man. What, the what do you think you the Hulk is? She-Hulk is? Right. Like, <laughs> well, if you do that, if you're going to make a female Hulk, then I demand a Wonder Man. I'm like, they have a Wonder Man. Why, <laughs> it's just the fucking 60s. Why, why aren't her tits that uh, bigger than that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, people just say like idiots for no fucking reason man yeah. so she hulk has a whole thing she actually is pretty much an original like she started off she's the hulk's cousin but yeah. they've done so much stuff with she hulk she's her own character she's her own thing uh fun fact about it, i just thought that there. she's actually the last uh character that stanley created for like the main marvel universe you know that's her made it back in the 80s before he he did his own thing uh but here's another thing eli there's another camp that's even pissed that's got nothing to do with that they pissed about some other stuff oh yeah they saying they cast the wrong person they cast the wrong person yeah oh, they, wanted some... they want they wanted what's her face boom Allie Bree, yeah yeah allison Bree. they wanted allison Bree for her yeah because uh, she, she's eight foot tall and muscle bound <laughs> right and, and muscle bound <laughs> like that right she's just as tiny as this chick but here's the thing about it uh allison Bree, because when Marvel, I don't know if this is true or not, when Marvel's putting out casting calls for Get a She-Hulk, they put out there, we want an Allison Brie type. And I think Allison Brie even tweeted, like, I'm an Allison Brie type. Like, no, not <laughs> I not remember you. that. I remember that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like, no, not you. Like you, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like that, that your crush, you know, when she looks at you and say, I wish I had a guy. I wish I had a boyfriend just like you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like me. Not you. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's the funny thing. But here's another thing, Eli, because like I said, this is the MCU and she's in community. She's like the only community actor that's not in these movies. It's yeah. other than Chevy Chase, but he'll never be in this shit, you know. Wait, is Yvette Shirley in? Has she Endgame. In? Endgame. She was in Endgame? Yeah. Was she in Endgame? I, yeah, I gotta watch it again now. She was in Endgame and Senior Chang was in Endgame. Oh, I remember Senior Chang. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, Abed was in like Civil War. He was in. He was in Winter Soldier. Uh, Britta. Donna Glover, what, what was Donna Glover in? was in Spider Man. Yeah, he was in Spider Man. What was Britta in? Okay, Britta wasn't in anything. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Joe and, McHale. Joe 
wasn't in the MCU movie, but he was in Spider-Man 2, the old one. Oh, yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was the banker in that one. So, yeah, so sorry, Allison Brie, you don't get the paycheck. This chick seems like she's pretty fucking awesome. She, they say she's an orphan black. Yeah. They say she. I, I, have you I, seen I, it? I I never finished it, but it was it was what I saw of it was pretty good. Yeah, she plays like all these different clones of herself. So. So it sounds like she tailor made for this then. Yeah, yeah, you she know. can act. <laughs> it, it is weird because, like I said, in the comics, She Hulk just stays She Hulk the whole time. Like she can turn back if she wants to. She just don't want to. She's like, I just want to be an eight foot tall green chick, you know, because that's cooler than being this mousy looking chick right here. But I think. To save money, they're gonna go back and forth. You know, she'll be, and here's the thing, she's a lawyer. That's another thing about it. She's like a superhero lawyer. So they can have like superheroes popping up. She, you know, Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> I think one time she did like uh cross-examine Daredevil, some shit like that. Like he was defending, whatever. They get they can do some shit with She Hulk. She's not Hulk. They have other stuff they can do with her. She's an she's actually a pretty fun character. Get to know it. She don't have all that trauma and backstory and shit like, well, sometimes she don't, sometimes she does. But most times she's just a fun character, you know. Yeah. Uh moving past it. What do we got? What do we, what else we got? Uh Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't really I don't know what to say about this, to be honest with you. Looks dope, right? <laughs> it does look dope. It does look dope. But I mean, it's like since I just watched it before we started, I don't know. I can't look at that Easter egg here and Easter egg oh. there. I can't break the shit oh. down like that. I'm just what like, did I see? I saw X Wings. Um, okay. Um, I saw uh the Gamorrean guards like in some like wrestling ring. You yeah, know? some kind of uh cage pit fighting uh pit fighting something. Yeah, so, I saw yeah. speeder bikes, like the old biker scouts and the speeder bikes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um Mando doesn't know what a Jedi is. Yeah, they're talking reason. about the Jedi, some old like so that's what they're they want. They want to bring Baby Yoda to the Jedi, who right. are in hiding or supposedly. Right. He well, they, is. He like Jedi. Fuck this that. This is no. after. This is after Return of the Jedi. So this right. is between the old, the old trilogy and the new trilogy. So mm-hmm. um, Jedi are. I mean, Luke is supposed to be. Luke has supposed to be starting his Jedi Academy with Kylo Ren and all that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which we never saw. You know, um, but but yeah, there was like a Jedi. I guess that Jedi chick is supposed to be a wrestler. I don't know who that I is. Yes, like I said, it was just a bunch of shit throwing at me. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Definitely gonna get into it. You know. Yeah. But, but did you see I, Boba Fett? No, we didn't see Boba Fett. Okay. He's got the uh, he's got the jetpack. He got the jetpack. He's got a jetpack. Um, yeah, Boba Fett's supposed to be in it. They're saying Ahsoka. Supposed to be in this season. Uh Rosario Dawson. I think. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it looks dope. I'm I'm there. <laughs> so cool. More Mando and, and Baby Yoda. And, and he's Yoda. on, he's on the poster this time. <laughs> like, this time. <laughs> they make sure Baby Yoda is there, you know. Yeah. And he's been yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of Baby Yoda merchandise at the store now. So oh, they will not get caught with their <laughs> pants down this time. They fucked up the first time. No, he's yeah. gonna be there this time. Yeah. Uh, so what else we got? Uh, all right. So did you see the Wonder Vision trailer? No, you didn't. No, not since okay. the, the, there's a new one. There's a new one. Yeah. No, I did not see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it for you. Anything like that, you can watch it. I don't know what to spoil for you, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of based what they did, but they show some other characters. 
Uh, they basically, you know, in their bewitch looking thing and stuff like that. They ask like, when are you gonna have kids? And then she started freaking the fuck out and shit like that, you know. So it, and you can even see her like creating chairs and snapping her fingers and vision goes from like robot to Paul Bettany and shit like that. So they really, you know, lean into her reality working powers in this. One. Okay, yeah. So and then she has a wacky sidekick, you know, the wacky neighbor named Agnes. So okay, and she dressed in Halloween as a witch. So. Me putting on my, you know, Avengers shit that I read before. I'm thinking this is Agatha, Hark- Agatha Harkness. Okay, that now, in the, bell. Yeah. Now, in the, Agatha Harkness in the comics was uh, Franklin Rich's nanny. That was a fucking witch. She was a real witch. She was in, she, was she in the Tom King run? Yes, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's integral to this because she actually trained Scarlet Witch in the dark arts that's and make right. her yes. a real fucking okay. witch yeah. yeah that's that's on that's top it. of her mutant power so she just yeah, that's why she's so fucking op because she knows all this shit you know so i'm pretty sure they 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 brought agnes in as a wacky neighbor but i'm thinking that's what's really going on she's gonna be like no i'm a real witch i know the dark arts i know sorcery you have a natural talent for this shit i'm gonna teach you this shit and that's when she's gonna get like really because the like i said as powerful as wanda is in these mcu movies they haven't even scratched the surface of what she can do in the comics. Yeah, like, she's always fucking shit up. Yeah, she I, they, I, they had to tone her down. I blame her for a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, if she was as powerful as she was in the comics as she was in the movie, she really would have ushered like three words. The shit would have been over. It is like, like uh, in uh, was it was it Infinity War when when uh, uh, Okoye is like, why was she up there the whole right time? Right up there the whole time, right? <laughs> With that hit whooping ass, you know, shit. So, yeah, honestly, like, like I said, this is the thing I've been looking for for the most out of all the Marvel product projects. That it is, have. yeah, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to, too. Because, yeah, Falcon went so the cool, but just look like more Captain America I don't shit, give a you know? shit about that. I don't give a shit about a Hawkeye or right. what else are they doing? The What If know. Show? I don't care. Yeah, What If Show. But this looks original. Yeah, Honestly, you know what it reminds me of? It feels like Marvel's version of Doom Patrol. Okay. Like, like, I, like not if you watch the trailer, you get a Doom Patrol vibe. I, like, I still have not watched Doom Patrol. I plan on doing that. Now, here's my thing. Doom Patrol, it gets out there. Season two gets even more out there. But I feel like this is like their version of Doom Patrol, but they're gonna they're gonna rein it in Marvel style. You know, because okay. they got to. You can't you can't Doom Patrol Marvel audiences. It's you gotta spoon feed them this shit. <laughs> so you gotta ease them into this shit so yeah that's what i think about that one uh moving past that one let's get to the video game section i'm gonna just i wish i could fly through this one but this is this is some big fucking news big fucking news they 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 had a whole big uh playstation 5 press conference you know okay uh and they announced the price of it i don't have the price but i'm gonna just tell you what the price is they got two versions of it they got the uh digital only no disc non-disc version for 399 and they got the digital, and they got the disc version for four ninety nine, which is the same price as the Xbox Series X, also. So three ninety nine, forty nine. That's the price of them right now. It comes out, I think, November the twelfth. Uh, but here's where things got fucked up. So, uh, when they announced it, Sony said, "Okay, and pre order start tomorrow." Walmart said, "Fuck that, we're gonna do it right now." So they just let the pre orders just go right now, even though the shit wasn't ready yet. Uh, they completely sold out in thirty seconds. When that happened. Walmart let the floodgates open. Everybody else, Sony just told everybody else like Best Buy and Target and Amazon, like fuck it, y'all do it too. So they're sold out everywhere. You can't get a PlayStation Five right now at all. They don't know when they're coming back in. They don't know when it's gonna happen. 
You just got to just twiddle your thumbs and put your asshole, I mean, your thumb in your asshole and just wait for it to see what happens. Because you never know what might happen. It might just say pre-order like now while we do the podcast. And I might miss out on it. Because guess what, Eli? My nephew read my mom's text messages. So he knows he's getting a PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh, yeah? Even though I can't find one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, let's move past that. All right, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah. All right, let's just fly through this one. So this is the uh, comic book bullies. We'll be talking about the comic books. Then we can jump to this bad boy. Eli, I'm going to let you go first this time and let you go to the, the big boy. Which one's the big boy? Um, Batman? Batman, yeah. Okay, Batman 99. Batman. Joker War Part 5. Yep. So so this is Part 5 of the Joker War. The Joker's Billions, what do you want to call it? Yeah, I, I want to call it that, but they don't want to. <laughs> so the Joker has found a way to steal Bruce Wayne's money. And he's uh, he's got all – Bruce Wayne is broke. He's got – Joker has all access to Batman's tech, his gadgets, everything, money, and all that And he has shit. a stretch Hummer. Yes, yes. He's rolling – Which gets shitty gas mouths, but yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. So it begins – Gotham is in total chaos – Joker has taken over the city. He's got like zombie Joker. Uh, he's been digging up bodies of all the all of his old victims and turning them into Joker zombies. Oh, and, and, and he's renamed Gotham to Joker City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's drive in that scene. He's driving uh, to uh, Ace Chemical, and he's on the phone with uh, what's your name? The, the uh, punchline. Show. Yeah, punchline. Punchline telling her, "Hey, get get." get everything ready, get everybody into the theaters because he wants all everybody to watch his, his Snyder cut. <laughs> can, can we I'm, talk about this, this art, man? This, yeah, the that, art that, the is art dope. Was just, yeah. The art is dope. That splash page was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then Joker goes to Ace Chemicals, shoots his driver, and then goes uh, in. Yeah, and his- <laughs> I, I, he said his name, dude, like, yeah, what was his name, Abel? Abe, Abe. Abe. They had a good conversation like that. He was like, thanks, Abe. Bam. On the way there. (laughs) And then just shoots him in the head, goes into Ace Chemical and starts shooting all his goons, you know, while he's on the phone with Punchline, you know. (laughs) So classic Joker shit. Then meanwhile, uh, Batman, he's got the whole Bat family on the rooftops and he's, it's a very sentimental moment. He's apologizing. Harley's there. Yeah, Harley's there too. You yeah. know, he's like, I'm sorry for no being Damien. Di- no Damien. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Damien took off. So, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry for being a dick. I won't be a dick anymore. We're in this together. Let's take back the city. Everybody gets a mission. They all go off on their missions. Batman gives uh, Dick his Nightwing gray suit or uh, uh, Nightwing uh, gray gray. Grayson? I was going to say Grayson. Yeah, because he's no longer <laughs> Dicky boy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he gives his Nightwing suit back to Dick Grayson. That's what I meant mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> um, and then takes off to go to Ace Chemical. Oh, you're going to, you, yeah, that was a yeah, yeah, touch, touching conversation. Touching. Yeah. 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 Father and son, you know. Yeah. Uh, Batman goes to Ace Chemical. Harley's like, okay, you're going to kill him this time. He's like, no, I'm Batman. I don't kill anybody. You know, oh, you got to kill him. And I thought that conversation was great between right like she said that's the only reason she brought him back yeah the only reason i saved you is so you can kill the joker because this give him a flesh wound you know yeah yeah. you know the reason why you know 
this keeps happening is because you won't kill the Joker. He will come back and keep coming back with even bigger, more insane schemes and, you know, plans, you know, every time this is the same story over and over and over. This has to end differently. Again, this is Tinian talking to the audience, right. talking to the leader. You know, because this no, just this cycle just is not making sense. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like if you, you know, if you're not going to kill him, I'm going to kill him. And it's like if if and if you and you better knock me out right now, or I'm going to go in there and kill him if you don't. And Batman just goes nope, and he just walks away, leaves her. <laughs> right, because she said like if you if you if he kills you, I'm killing him. If you yeah. let him get away, I'm killing him. <laughs> yeah. <way or> another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so Batman goes into Ace Chemical. And then he finds a zombified Alfred. Like yeah. that, that fucked me up. Because because <laughs> Batman was just like, all right, I've seen this shit a whole bunch of time. I already know what Joe's gonna throw with me. He's just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that shit. Okay. Yeah. And uh and Batman, oh, think he thinks he's dreaming again, but like, no, this is real. And then it turns out, yeah, the Joker dug up Alfred's body and turned him into a zombie. <laughs> right. Like that is fucked up, man. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and then it turns out Joker's uh, got on Batman's new tech suit. Which I wasn't expecting that either. Yeah. yeah, and then to be continued. He's like, you're not you're not ready for what's happening next. And then that's that's where the <laughs> book ends. Man, I'm sorry, man. Tinian is killing this book, man. He's been killing it since he got on. I don't know why people hate this shit. Because, yes, he's telling another Joker story, but everything he's throwing in, he's doing something different you weren't expecting before. Like, all yeah. this Joker shit he's doing right now, Joker never done this shit before. Yeah, I, I thought this was great. This is a four out of five for me. The art's dope. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the the twist at the end, <laughs> you know, the sentimental little conversation between him and the Bat family. Uh, mm-hmm. and then just Joker being Joker, you know, like I yeah, I like I said, I I wasn't expecting to enjoy this book, you know, because yeah, so... I was getting sick of the Joker ever since the movie came out. I was I was burned out on the Joker. So, but this book has been really good. Like, how much Joker shit can you do? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, next book I'm going to do is... Let me just knock this X-Men shit out. Where's X-Men? X-Men, X-Men. Uh, not the giant side one, just the regular X-Men. Yeah, X-Men number 12. Uh, this book, I'm going to just get through it real quick because ain't a whole lot of shit happened. This is just another one of those preludes to Age of Swords or X of Swords, whatever the fuck. Hold on, let's get into it. What do we got here? Gabe, what if it... Yeah. That was fucked up, Gabe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? Uh, the fucking Alfred shit? <laughs> Alfred shit or the zombie shit or whatever the fuck was going on. But yeah. just shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically what happened in this book, uh, X-Men 12, uh, like I said, this Apocalypse grandson who calls himself the Summoner, uh, or he is a Summoner, whatever the fuck his name is. And basically Apocalypse sitting down when telling him it's almost complete. I'm about to take Krakoa and we're about to go through the portal, the, ex- the external gateway like that. But before I go, I want you to tell me the story of how you got here and how I got away. Because apparently Apocalypse doesn't remember. And he tells the whole story. He was like, uh, we had, the, and they, they explained this before, they had the Twilight Sword, uh, it split Krakoa, it split whatever the name of the place. It wasn't Krakoa, it was called something else. But it split it in a, a Keiko, a Reko. What was that doing shit? Arrakis. Arrakis. Arrakis, so Arrakis or whatever. Alfred, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Arako and it's split in Krakoa. So it's split into two two fractions, two factions. And some people say, but they don't really know what happened. Some people say that Apocalypse did it 
you know, to save his people, you know, to cut them off from the rest of the world. Some people say he sacrifices people to cut them off from the world. You know, nobody knows. Uh, that's the Twilight Sword right there. Like I said, it's another one of those Age of X Swords, whatever the fuck like that, fighting these evil monsters. But anyway, so they, so all the mutants, and there was just one uh, mutant island with one mutant. And they call Apocalypse the first mutant of the second generation. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's that's a new thing. That's a Hickman thing right there. We always thought Apocalypse was the first mutant. They say, no, it's been mutants before him, but there's the first one that we know about. So because null is coming. Because <laughs> the guy keeps playing the shit. While all that is going on, uh, all the people that get stranded, all the music get stranded on the other planet. One of them is, like I said, his four horsemen got stranded, and one of them was his wife named Genesis. Now, whether it's a new thing, I don't know, but Genesis, Apocalypse. Ah, so you know Hickman. Oh, go. Maybe Gabe's Hickman. Got, Gabe's got it all broken down now. Yeah. yeah, let's see. I, I know Gabe know all this shit. Let's see. <laughs> Let me expand this because I can't. I can't Morocco, see. Morocco, Krakoa, and all that shit. Yeah, Erico. yeah, all that Morocco. shit. Yeah, have, have fun with it. Yeah, but that's like the main one. Then they got split in two hours like that. So basically, uh, these mutants are stuck on this hell planet right here. But here's the thing: they carve off this one little piece where it's just them. And they can't be conquered. They carry. They have their own little. They basically make their own Krakoa, like their own version of Krakoa. They build their own nation. They can't be conquered. Uh, they build their own society. You know, they give birth, and then the Apocalypse grandson is like three three hundred years old. So he tells that he got birth all stuff like that. Uh, and he tells a story about his grandmother Genesis. Uh, she fought the leader of this planet, and her name was Annihilation. So I see what you're doing, Hickman. I see what you're doing. You know, apocalypse knowledge, stuff like that. So they they get the uh they meet up, they fight, and when they fight, Genesis never seen again, you know, because annihilation is just that good. So basically, Apocalypse grandson got tired of waiting around. He's like, I gotta go find you. So that's why he's in Krakoa right now looking for Apocalypse, telling him, We need your help to you know save us from annihilation. Literally, because annihilation, this mutant chick is coming to kill us. So he's like, so I want you to do, I want you to go down there. I want you to uh, take Banshee and Unis or Eunice the Untouchable. They've never, he's a thing. I don't know what his powers are. Fuck him. Who cares? <laughs> 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 but they go down to the thing and he was like, go down there, tell the people Apocalypse is coming. And if Annihilation is already killed everybody, come back, let me know. So I can go down and fuck her up. The end. So like I said, so maybe this is the Exosaur thing because what Apocalypse is doing, he's not going down there. He's opening a portal to send Krakoa down there. But nobody on Krakoa knows this shit. He's going to be like, surprise. <laughs> Guess what I did? You know, so that's what's going on in this book. Honestly, this just some some lore building, some more world building that Hickman is doing right now. I'm cool with it. He gave us some cool kick-ass Magneto shit last time. So I'm fine with a breather, you know. Overall, the book, 3.5 out of 5, it was cool. Eunice Untouchable, like, why the fuck is he here? You know, but he's a thing. So, All right. Yeah, so what you got next? Um, I will do, crap, Hellions? Yeah, please, yeah, I, I have questions. Okay. Why? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey, let me see what you case. Okay. Hold on. Who no appearance who's somebody talking to? This is first period. Uh no, not not him. 
Um, I'm talking about like all the other, like Annihilation, Genesis, those people. Yeah, I didn't know if Genesis was a thing, you know. Uh, like I said, we're talking about the Four Horsemen. But yeah, Eli, why? Why am I reading Hellions? Yes. Out of obligation. Because. To who? <laughs> because, hey, a native character is in this. This has uh, Gay Crow or Craig Crow. Gro, 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 gro. Fuck. Craig. Craig, fuck, scout punter, fuck. <laughs> and that's why they call him scout punter. <laughs> I can't say his fucking name. John K. Gro- Gray Crow. Gray Crow. Say that three times Play that fast. Five times fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it, you know, to practice what I preach. You know, I'm bitching because there's never any native characters in comic books. Well, here there's one, so I better read it. Be yeah. the change. Yes, yes. There you go. The change I want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Got to put my money in the mouth where my mouth is and mm-hmm. read this shit. Uh, and you know what? It's not bad. It's actually pretty fucking cool. It's basically Suicide Squad with the mutants. Um, okay. We have, yeah, that's, that's what I heard it was. Yeah. 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 You. We have uh, a bunch of. What's the lineup here? The lineup. We got you know Psylocke. She's like the leader, you know, and Hot Psylocke. Hot Psylocke. Okay, back. not the British one, the hot one, the one, yeah, the hot, Jim Lee one we grew up with. Yeah, Hot Psylocke is back. We got Havoc, mm-hmm. Orphan Maker, Nanny, a little robot named Nanny. I don't know who the fuck that is, but okay. Wild Child, Empath, who gate Scout Punter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, first off, what is what is Grey Crow's powers? I don't know. You know what? I, he, he has guns, and that's all I give a shit about. Why do so many mutants have guns? That's the shit I don't understand. He, I think he's strong, and he's got a healing factor, and he's got like a robot arm, and he's gun. He has guns, and he just shoots everybody. It's so fucking great, <laughs> you know. And he shoots Empath like in the like second or third issue. Like they showed they showed up at the place. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, empath, wild child. We have arc light. Oh, these are the villains and shit. So they go to uh, Essex, uh, Sinister's old lab to mm-hmm. kill all the old clones. You know, when they okay. get there, they find uh, Madeline Pryor. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who sent them to kill the clones? Krakoa. They basically got all these like mutant villains, uh-huh. and, and that's how they they're we're gonna call you the Hellions and give you missions to do. Oh, so, the, the, the Quiet Council. Yeah, the Council okay. uh, the council gotcha. on Krakoa said, we're going to give you guys missions to, you know, for therapeutic purposes, to get your anger issues out and your aggressions out, give you a mission. So they so they, so they send them to Sinister's old uh, island or whatever, laboratory, which a bunch, where the marauders, the, the, the old, uh, the original marauder clones were there. Right. To go destroy it. So they go there. And this is like, this is like, so this is issue four. So like, I'm, you know, progressing. Um, they get there right away. Gray Crow <laughs> <laughs> shoots Wild Child because he's like wilded out. He shoots him like dead, like straight up. Shoot like him. they shoot their own teammates. Okay. Yeah, he shoots them. You know? Team killing. Call of yeah. Duty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get there, but Madeline Pryor, she's there and she's resurrecting all the old Clone. So is she full Goblin Queen right now? Yeah, and she's putting all the little demons inside all these uh, all these clones. So they're like Goblin mutant zombie things. 
Cool. And that's what's been going on. So this is like issue four, big old battle going on. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Havoc. Havoc and she, ha she has Havoc. Madeline has Havoc like all like banded, like, like chained up and shit. And she's like kind of fucking with them and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then everyone's sort of fighting battles. Everybody's fighting all these uh, mutant clones. Uh, John Gray Crow. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna learn his name before the review is over with. <laughs> he shoots, he ends up shooting and killing Madeline. And but you can't really kill a king. Yeah, but these are mutants, they can resurrect. You know, that's why yeah. he shot Wild Child. We just resurrect you anyway, and you're being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so he shoots Madeline. And of course, because Havoc used to go out with Madeline, he Havoc's out. Wait, and this is brother's baby mama though yeah they explained that that this was a clone of gene gray and that but he fell in love with this and not gene gray it's like a weird x-men soap opera shit yeah, from okay. years ago that i don't give a fuck about but whatever <laughs> he, he, he killed the bitch he got all captain save a hole and did havoc out and blew up the place <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like they they kill all the kill all the number actually the ones that are left alive um, what's her face? Uh, Psylocke's like, okay, Grey Crow, this is your old squad. You can do, we can, if you want to save them, we can save them if you want. We'll see. We'll bring them to the council. He's like, yeah, okay. And he just starts shooting them off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought this was great. You know, the Indian guy finally got to do some shit and he's got a gun. And I love that. <laughs> right, no tomahawk. No. no bow and arrow. That's my biggest pet peeve. I hate it when the Indian guy doesn't get a gun, when they give a fucking bow and arrow to <laughs> the Indian guy. Like GI, like Storm or uh, Spirit. I, I meant to tell you, Yandu. Yandu yeah. is in the comics supposed to be like a Native American also. That's why he's supposed to have a futuristic bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like even Danny Moonstar. She's psychic, but she shoots psychic arrows. And right. Shit. And every, yeah, fucking... I hate that. It's like my biggest pet peeve in the movies or in comic books. You know, what's the the Magnificent Seven, the yeah. new one with Denzel, Denzel and Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. They all got everybody got guns, except the Indian guy. He's got two sticks and a string. Everybody, even the Asian, <laughs> there's an Asian cowboy. He don't got nunchucks. He's got a gun. <laughs> like De Denzel ain't riding a zebra. You know, <laughs> but the Indian guy has a fucking bow and arrow and shit. Like everybody's got guns except the Indian guy. I hate that shit. But in this, John K. Grow, Craig, Storp, Great, Great Crow, yeah. Scalp, scalp Hunter. Fuck it. I'm calling him Scalp Hunter. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I'm the native Ru Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> he's got guns and he's just shooting up everybody. <laughs> So basically, this is the uh, the final issue in this story arc. They they blow up the facility. They go back to Kakoa, and they're at the council approving who's going to get resurrected. The Marauders are going to get resurrected, but Madeline is not. And this is the whole, you know, some geeky uh, X Men philosophical uh, 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 debate happens whether or not should Madeline be resurrected is she a mutant or is she a clone and they decide she's a clone so she's not gonna but get resurrected they're all clones but she they, didn't keep, start they keep dying and coming back but she's a clone of gene gray and gene gray is the original 
Oh, they yeah. got they got rules. It breaks the yeah. okay, yeah. So okay. this, of course, Havoc is all like heartbroken and pissed off. And that's this kind his of brother's baby mama. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but but he, that's what he argues. He's like, but she was her own person. She was her own like that's cable's mama. So it's like yeah. fuck her because she's a clone. Yeah, that's kind of what they're at. Wow. Like, yeah. Okay. So I yeah, this I I figured you ex geeks would appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that, don't so. don't worry. On on Gomer's show, they're gonna break this X minute down <laughs> to the X hours. So. Yeah, they probably got a whole hour <laughs> dedicated <laughs> philosophical to debate. debate. Is it a clone, a a real or a human, or I mean a mutant, you know, worthy <laughs> of being resurrected and all that shit. <laughs> so that's kind of where it ends. Havoc is all pissed off and it ends and it says next is this Exosword shit. But um, other than that, yeah. I, I thought this was a pretty, this has been pretty cool. Like it's got a native character. He ain't in the background. He's actually getting to do shit. This issue, he got to do a lot of shit and he's, he's got a gun. And he's just kicking ass, and that's all I want. That's all I. That's all I've been wanting, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, this is a four out of five. Even though I'm not a big X Men fan, I dug on this. So yeah, because you had me confused. Like, why are you reading this? <laughs> all right, let, let's go to the call. Let's see what we got. What you got from the game? Yeah, I know great, great crows. How was it? Yeah, gay, great, say, gay, I still can't say it. Gray grow. Yeah. Get <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yeah, in the X Force, they kill Quentin Quire like every issue. I think Wolverine stabbed him one time just to shut him up and just you know brought him back. So, fuck it. Oh yeah, uh, what she did to Havoc's mouth, she like fucking um sewed his mouth shut, or basically like that Matrix shit when they made his mouth disappear. Yeah, Madeline did that to Havoc. Yeah, cause she can she can do that shit. Yeah, it's a Goblin Queen, whatever. So, what you got? A oh, Danny nanny talking, talking to sinister. sinister. Oh yeah, there was some. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, what happened there? Um, I forget, but yeah, there's some scenes where like, uh, he, like something about like, he kind of knew what, what, uh, Sinister was doing the whole time or something like that. You know? Wait, Nanny is a he or she? Nanny's this little robot. I think I, can, can you show a picture of it? Cause I think I remember Nanny. Yeah, right here. What, what, hold up. Guided panel here. So there's Grey Crow and then the little robot right there. I think I remember Nanny. Yeah, I think I remember that. That was in an Avengers book. I think uh, he tried to kidnap Franklin Richardson bullshit. I can't remember what happened, but yeah, anyway, some shit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find that. Uh, yeah, what, I saw what you did. Please warning the little mouth. Yeah, uh, all those dead mutant children you throw away like trash. Now, you, yeah, yeah. So they're basically he's accusing him. Um. Oh, Nanny's gonna kill Sinister. Is that what happened? Or he mm. wants because it's basically I know you you uh you know all those clones that you you made. You know, you're gonna have to answer for all those those clones that you made that are now now dead. You know. Interesting. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's this a whole argument they get into. How many how many mutants have how many mutants have been resurrected? How many of your children are still there? So he's asking, when I come to punish you, I want you to know how many orphans it will make. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, so he is coming to kill him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I dug on it. You know, I really dug on it. And I'm not an X-Men fan, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, next book we're going to do is another X-Men book. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm going to just run through this one. This was Giant Size X-Men. 
Eli, just like you had an obligation, I have an obligation also. <laughs> oh, is this the storm book? This the storm book. I mean, it's like everybody, Storm needs a movie. Storm needs a movie, a TV show. They're not gonna give Storm a movie if they can't even give a successful comic book. So you gotta you gotta walk before you run. So if they got gonna give Storm a comic book and it's supposed to be like a book about her, then fuck it. I'm gonna buy it and just see what they're gonna do. Guess what, Eli? She's barely in this book. Giant size, too, huh? It, it's about her, <laughs> but not about her. Giant <laughs> size storm book with no storm, huh? Right. She's there. <laughs> Basically, what storm is is that she has uh I want to say it's the legacy virus. It may not be the legacy virus, but she has legacy virus. She got the machine thing going on with her. And Emma Frost is like, well, just kill her. Just start over again. And you know, Storm's like, fuck you. You know, she every time she get mad, thunderstorms hat stuff, something like that. So Phantom X uh says, let's go to the world. And the world is this thing that they keep that the X-Men keep trying to go to, but they can't get there. And they hire this aim H to get in there and to go there. And she gets the machine taken out of her. Again. Yeah. <laughs> fuck this book, man. I, I, I only read it because it was Storm and she don't even do shit. They got these other assholes run around, Cypher. And that, that chick in the back with the werewolf chick and Phantom X, the fuck, just valiant looking motherfucker. I don't know. And who else we got there? They have some cool, when she does show up, she does cool shit. All she does is get mad and just threaten people with lightning. But she don't do shit. Um, I don't know. Fuck this book. Well, we like, had that, that <laughs> conversation about how all the black characters have lightning. We do, Our man. Electrical, <laughs> electrical powers. Yeah, we got Storm, Black Lightning, Black Vulcan, uh, Static Shock, uh, shit. Miles Morales has electricity powers for oh, that's some right. fucking reason. He does have a lightning. <laughs> like, why? You're black. You, of course, you got lightning powers. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, gay. I don't know what the fuck going. On. Fuck this book, man. You know what? Honestly, a lot of these giant size books, I think I'm gonna get something from them, and most of them just throw away books. So I don't know why I keep reading this shit. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. it, it fuck it. You you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. What did I get? Oh, Immortal Hulk. All right. Let me get my. I had to take notes on this shit. Is crazy. Okay. <laughs> oh, not zero. Not zero. We got. No, one. this is thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I got. You. I got you. You good? Okay. Okay. So, what's been going on? Okay, so I had to take notes because I had to explain. So remember last issue, I didn't know who the leader possessed. He possessed some body in the mm. lab, and I didn't know who the fuck it was. Well, it turns yeah. out in this issue, it was the football player from way back in, like, issue the beginning of this run. So a few years ago when this run first started, mm-hmm. um, that town in Iowa, this football player, he got – he was like a high school – football player he got injured and his dad was like a gamma scientist and he tried to inject his son well he injected his son with gamma to like heal him and ended up killing him but not really kill him he woke up in his coffin and (laughs) okay yeah so and then shadow base found him and dug him up and now he's been in a lab because they got a bunch of lab of gamma victims you know and in the last issue the leader who's been you know, kind of in and out of the green hell Mm -hmm. has been able to possess people. He possessed Rick Jones and made Rick Jones blow himself up in that IO town. And then they blamed it on the Hulk and then alpha flight, or they're called gamma flight. Now they showed up to, you know, fight the Hulk. They've been fighting, but then the leader possessed that kid, the football player in the lab. 
so he could get into shadow base because now he's talking to Doc Samson and he ends up taking Doc Samson down to hell, to the green hell. Has he ever been there before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's been there. Like all, most of the gamma, gamma people, if they've died, they go to green hell, but then they resurrect. Now they break down how the hell works the the place below all or whatever. It's called the hell, the, the green hell that the Hulk people, gamma powered people go to. And it's basically um, every they we talk about the green door and that's the way for you to get back to Earth. Well, everybody has their own green doors. That's what they broke down to. Everybody, all gamma beings who die go to green hell, but they all go through their own separate doorway. So everybody has their own green door. And since the leader's been down there for so long, he knows where everybody's door is. That's why he's able to go and possess everybody. You know? Wow. Yeah. And then there's also this thing called the red door. And if you go through that, you, you're dead permanently, I guess. So, meanwhile, back on Earth, the Hulk are, is fighting Gamma, Gamma Flight. You know, Absorber Man's beating the shit out of Hulk. They're fighting and shit. Mm. Puck. He has this like Hulk killing weapon, like this laser that can kill Hulk beings. Mm -hmm. And um, he ends up shooting the Hulk. He shoots the Hulk, kills the Hulk, sends the Hulk to Green Hell, where Doc Samson and the leader is right now. And the leader possesses the Hulk. Whoa. So he was waiting for him to get down there. So this was all planned by the leader. The leader set this whole thing up. Now, because the Hulk is got all those personalities in him, mm -hmm. the leader is all those personalities at the same time. What the fuck? What the fuck? And that's where the book ends. <laughs> the Keeper of the Door. <laughs> <laughs> this was crazy, man. This is a five out of five. This was nuts. <laughs> okay, yeah, they, they really going there with this Hulk book. Uh, let's see what we got. Like she hoped, didn't she die? Yeah, yeah, yeah we I, I think they said, that. I think, no, did she come back to the green door or did she just? She came, remember, she <clears> came <throat> back, but I think that's what they're gonna do. They're, she's supposed to, because she died in Empire, and I'm like, oh, right. and now they're doing the immortal She Hulk. Right. So I'm wondering, but, but what, the thing yeah. is, they I, they never explained it in Empire. No. Like she walked through, they just, it's like thing just talked to her, he like snap out of She Hulk, and then she just snapped out of it. But yeah. I think that's what they're gonna do in the Immortal She Hulk. They're gonna explain she walked through the green door, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Whatever, because the best what they said no. When they take your body over, you're dead. You're done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah. but they never took taken over Hulk before. So, so yeah, that's what's going on with that one. So, next book we're going to review is uh Thor, Thor number. Oh, okay. I don't know what the fuck we're on right now. Thor, Thor number something. What is this? Seven. Thor number seven. We're cranking up there. Danny case y'all. Nobody <laughs> else doing it, so we got to keep it going. Oh, uh, this was an. Interesting book. So we're on a whole new arc. This is the arc, and the arc is called, I think, the Hammer Falls. So basically, what the book is about is that the hammer has fell down to Midgar again. If you don't know what Midgar is, Midgar is Earth, anyway, like that. And it fell into Broxton, Oklahoma. Broxton, Oklahoma has a long history in the comic books with Thor because Thor, one time when he came, when he brought Asgard to Earth, it floated over Broxton, Oklahoma. It's not a real place; it's just a place they did. So. A guy finds, I think the guy's name is uh, Adam Aziz or something like that. So he finds the hammer because he lives in Broxton. 
He looks at the hammer and makes a phone call. You know, uh, while he's doing that, Lady Sif sees what's going on. She's like, Thor, what the hell are you doing? And Thor's like, I'm, I'm doing something right now. Don't worry about it. Uh, and then he's having a meeting, and the meeting he's having a meeting with is Beta Ray Bill. Now, he's sitting there having a meeting with Beta Ray Bill. Uh, he's he like, Beta Ray uh, Bill, sit down with me. I need you to have a conversation with me. Uh, and while they're talking, you know, he like, catch up with me. What you been doing, Bill? I heard you was with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I heard you was with the Inhumans. And Bill's like, yeah. You know what else happened, Thor? Uh, you beat my ass. And you smashed my hammer. You remember that? Good times, huh? Fuck you, Thor. <laughs> you know, I'm about to leave. So he like really got angry. He was like about to throw the wine in his face like that. He was like, because first off, all this shit you just did, you went out of your way to tell me I am not as guardian. So you are not my king. So you can't tell me what to do. So I'm about to get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, Thor. Fuck everybody else. Fuck Asgard. I'm out. And Thor's like, no, no, no. Don't leave. I need you to do something for me. Because if you remember in the, the stinger of the last book, he had this, this vision of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Because he got a vision of the Black Winter, what kills Thor, and he got a vision of Thanos holding the Infinity Gauntlet in one hand with Mjolnir in the other with the, all the Marvel zombies behind him where he turns everybody into zombies. And he says this is what kills Thor eventually. So that's why he wants to get uh, details from Beta Ray Bill because Beta Ray Bill was the last guy to fight him. Beta Ray Bill like, look, I killed Thanos myself. I threw my hammer through him, busted a hole in his chest, threw him into another dimension with Hela, and we separate his body. And on top of that, his brain wasn't even in his body. His brain was like somewhere else. So he's dead. He can't come back. And Thor's like, I don't know. He might come back. So what Thor is like, I tell you what, Bill, don't leave. Stay here in Asgard. Be my right hand. Be my second in command. He's like, what, just in case I need to beat your ass in case you do some stupid shit? He's like, yes, that's what I need you to do. He's like, but I don't have a hammer. He's like, Take whatever hammer you want. Take as many hammers as you want. I don't care. Take them all. You know. Uh, so he takes his hammer. Um, and I'm trying to think what happened. Oh, and other shit happens. <laughs> this shit. This shit actually went viral this weekend. Now, the reason uh, Thor threw his hammer in this, down to Midgard is because he wanted to fuck with Tony Stark. Now, he went down to, uh, because that's what happened. That old dude called Tony Stark, told him to come get the hammer. So he went down to the hammer, and Tony Stark's phone number is written <laughs> on the hammer. I didn't see that, yeah. It's fucking stupid. Now, the reason Thor did that shit is because in the first issue, uh, Stark wrote on the hammer. And so basically, basically Thor is like, fuck you. You know, fuck you, Stark. <laughs> you know, writing on my hammer. So that's why he put his phone number down there so everybody could get to his shit. Uh but the reason, but that ain't the reason he threw the hammer down there. He realized the hammer is getting heavier and heavier for him, but it's not a situation where somebody else is worthy. It's the fact that everybody is worthy because that old mechanic dude named Adam Aziz, he touches the hammer, picks it up, and this happens. Boom. Oh, so everybody's bar? Yeah. Anybody picks up the hammer gets his power. Know whether you're worthy or not. That's what's going on right now. So some trippy shit, man. Some trippy fucking shit. So that's the new story that's going on right now. now here's real the number two. That's the <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh let me see. Real number two. Who is this? I can't read that. I can't my site shit. And it's real, uh, it's a real number two, he says. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, that's what I was gonna do right now, Eli. We're gonna call that number. Oh, really? <laughs> 
We're gonna call that number right now on the on, on the podcast. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me let me see and get everything set up for you. Let me see. Yes, call that one. I don't know if this is gonna work. This is on the fly. Let's just see it works. Boom. And yes, outgoing call. Call. Let's see what happens. Okay. Hi. Yes, this is Iron Man. However, due to some big blonde jerk, I no longer use this number. But hey, nice try anyway. For all things Tony Stark, please visit www.tonystarkironman.com and uh, try and stay safe out there, yeah? I'm busy enough as it is. Did it, did it go through? It did. I heard oh, it. Oh, shit. That worked. That fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing. That's the real number I just called from there. So that's brilliant marketing, you know, from them. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Overall, pretty fun book. So, yeah. Uh... Gabe, thanks for that, because you reminded me, because I almost forgot about that shit before you said something. So. <laughs> uh, see what book you got next. I'm pretty much done, but the only other book I read, I mean, there was um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Her birthday was this past week. Mm -hmm. um, she's 69 years old. You believe that shit? I do not. Yeah, still fine as hell, but she's always held a special place in my heart. My, one of my first crushes as a kid. And other parts also. Yes. Um, <laughs> my, you know, before I could get my hands on porn. Hey, I did, we had you know, Elvira. Like I said, yeah, we were young. Yeah. The struggle was real. You yeah. kids don't know how good you had it. Yeah, before the internet where you can right. see all types of, all kinds of shit. We had all kind of yeah. hentai. You know. Yeah, we had to be like Indiana Jones and find our porn. <laughs> go on quests, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and one of mine was Elvira. <laughs> you know, finding <laughs> magazines and DC put out a book back in the 80s um, when I was a kid called Elvira's House of Mystery. Um, now, House of Mystery is actually like a, a yeah. DC story, yeah. but they just brand, they just tie her brand to it. That's all. Yeah. Um, this is, she took over the House of Mystery after for in, during the 80s from, mm -hmm. I believe it was Kane. So yeah, mm -hmm. back in the day, um, House of Mystery was like DC's Tales from the Crypt. Because I think like, Swamp Thing like debuted from there. Yeah, that's what yeah. Swamp Thing. Yeah, Bernie Wrightson like had like did art for it, and uh, Kane was like the Crypt Keeper in that house. Yeah, you go to this house, and then he tell you a, a, a horror story. And in this book, so basically this week issues one and two were like ninety nine cents. So I was like, fuck it, I bought them. I used to have a, a bunch of them when I was a kid. And I, I read it, and it was, it was just, just just for nostalgia purposes, just you know, rereading these. Um, you know, she gets she, you know, uh, 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 she's it, the book starts out. The wraparound story is her being chased by a mob of like witch hunters, and she ends up they're they're trying to burn her at the stake, mm -hmm. and she ends up at the house of mystery. The 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 ghost of Cain basically says, "Hey, you're taking over this house now, and it's your job to." be the caretaker uh, for those so, who know the house of mystery was actually in the just league dark cartoon where they blew up shit that was the floating house okay yeah yeah anyway and and it's just a couple it's just a few stories horror stories you know murder and mayhem you know crime stories ghost stories um yeah there's a story about uh like a, a, a like a kind of a kung fu evil wizard that reminded me of big trouble in little china 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story about these kids making a monster movie and all this stuff. So it's like it's like I said, it's like a Tales from the Crypt. It's an anthology story. story. It's an, yeah, every yeah. book, every issue was like a couple of short little horror stories. And I, I read these as a kid. Um, they didn't have it. I don't know which number it was, but there was one that I always loved. And it was about these street gangs. This one street gang that was like the the toughest gang in the city. It, this is like back in like the sixties or like the warriors. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, they were this, they were defending their turf and they, they, this one particular street gang never lost a fight. They never lost a rumble. And it turns out that they would, you know, tell the rivals to come to their turf and then they'd hide. And then a big giant monster would come out and kill the rival gang. So that's wow. how the, that's how this gang was defeating all their rivals because mm-hmm. they had, they had like a, a pet monster. Well, there was this other gang in the city that was also never lost a fight and they finally challenged them. So they finally meet and the one gang takes off to go, their monster comes out, but it turns out that other gang had a monster too. And the last <laughs> page is just the monsters eating everybody. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> wow. And that's like, I, I always just love that story. And that was in a Elvira house of mystery. So that did, I didn't get that one because they only put out like two two of these on Comixology, but I would like to find that book again. That was that was pretty cool. So just out of nostalgia, I I picked it up. Like I said, happy b- birthday to Elvira, and um, they I think that's why they put out this book for ninety nine cents. And I checked it out and just had a gay old time. <laughs> cool, no problem. A little ret- uh, retro review, I guess. <laughs> okay. So anything else we we booked out or that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty much it. I got no more books. Uh, I do want to say today is the 21st of September. So is it? Is you it know what the, yeah, it is fall. You can feel it. Well, you can't feel it. I'm from Mississippi. I can feel it. No, yeah, I can. Feel it. Well, yeah, it's getting cool. The, like the leaves. The breeze, the breeze is coming, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's cooling so. off up here. So. Yeah, so, yeah. So everybody knows what the final song is going to be since the 21st of September. If you don't know, you're going to hear it on Facebook. Everybody's going to post it tomorrow. I'm not even going to say what it's going to be. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're going to do. We might go watch other movies like that. Eli, uh, this weekend is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Okay. My theater is showing it, so I'm going to see it. I mean, if, like, they I were, it's, it, was, it showed at the driving up here during the summer, and there was a yeah. few theaters showing it. I never made it out there, but, you know, I'm always down to talk about Empire. <laughs> Fuck, we're gonna talk about Empire next week. We just briefly. It's like it's like the only Star Wars movie we can talk about. We can agree on <laughs> without breaking into World War Three. So hold on, we got one more caller before we get out of here. Uh, I didn't read any Star Wars book. I don't care. And that Vader book I was reading, I don't care. He's just it's it's filler. It's yeah. Yeah, he's just pussy whipped over Padme. I don't care anymore. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, next week we'll come up with some more stuff. This was a packed show. It's like just more and more stuff just got packed as it went on like that. So hopefully next episode won't be as as crazy as it was this time. But we'll wrap and see we go from there. So, yeah, Uh, until then, it's Leroy. It's Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.